Welcome to The Power of the Word with Pastor Nora King. We pray that this message blesses your life and ministers to your situation. Now, here is Pastor Nora. As a young Christian, um, I really believed that I couldn't please the Lord, that God was unhappy with me, and I don't even know why I thought that. I don't even know why. You know, the enemy starts in your life early to try to derail you, get you off track, Mm -hmm. you know. Maybe there was something um, that the enemy picked up in my life that God was going to use me at a Mm -hmm. later time, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I had to really battle that. I had to really fight that. (coughs) And then I found 1 John 1, 9 If you confess your sins, and the Amplified says Mm -hmm. if you admit your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all your sin. And so once you do that, you admit what your sin is, Mm -hmm. you confess it to the Lord, you can pick up and go on. And that brought me great faith, Carly, Mm -hmm. because I didn't have to just be planted right there in that moment of Mm -hmm. failure. I could talk to the Lord about it, move forward, and then I'm right with God again. I'm right with Him again. And the enemy can't bring that and hold my past over my head. Mm -hmm. The enemy does that. Well, you can't be healed because you did this and you did that. Well, I understand, but we all are in that situation to some degree from time to time, aren't we? So we'd all be in a mess. Mm -hmm. If, if he didn't make a way that we could get back in right standing with the Lord and in fellowship. Mm-hmm. We need to be in fellowship mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. We're in relationship, but we get out of fellowship. Mm-hmm. And we need to stay in fellowship with the Lord. And that scripture helps us be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you've got unconfessed sin in your life, it'll stop, it'll stop a lot of things. It'll stop the power of God mm-hmm. from working in your life many times. Now, I'm not going to say that God can't do what He wants to. I've seen Him heal people that weren't Christians, and you stand back and wonder, well, why? Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but, you know, it can happen. But, you know, if you don't get that miracle and you know, there, there's more ways to receive healing power from the Lord. Can you say amen? Amen. But I was reading in 2 Corinthians uh, 2.11, and it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. You know what that word advantage means? If you got unconfessed sin in your life, that's why you need 1 John 1.9, mm-hmm. but if you don't confess it, Uh, the enemy gets an advantage or the upper hand has victory or he outsmarts you. That's just the simple truth to it. He outsmarts you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's not smarter than you because you've got Jesus Christ on the inside of you. Greater is he that is in you than the one that's in Mm -hmm. the world. Woo! Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Well, I'm getting too radical. Okay, I'll settle down. (laughs) But anyway, um, he'll take advantage of us, for we are not, listen, ignorant of his devices. Mm -hmm. We're not ignorant of his devices. Okay, and you know, uh, and I didn't read the the scripture right above 2 Corinthians 2.11, 
I didn't read that, but you know what it's talking about? Unforgiveness. Mm. Do you know how many people get in trouble because of unforgiveness? Have you ever been in trouble because you didn't forgive? <laughs> we don't want to admit it, but I yeah. sure have. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to release things and you have to let it go. Recently, um, I was uh, sharing some truths about unforgiveness. And, uh, and I had um, this gentleman and he um, sent me a, a message and he said, you know, now I understand wow. why I'm having such problems. Because he said, I've always been the kind of person who would hold grudges. And I could never let things go. And consequently, he suffered because of it. You know, I've heard people talk about instant forgiveness. I believe it. Yeah. When you stand praying, that's what the scripture says. When you stand praying, Mark 11, you forgive. In other words, you don't have to go through some big, long spiel. You don't have to get down mm -hmm. on your knees. You don't have to be in a certain place. When you stand, Lord, I'm wrong. I forgive them. Mm -hmm. I release them. You know, um, recently, I've, I've had to really do this, Carly. Mm -hmm. Truth moment. Somebody just working against us, just working against mm -hmm. us, doing things that they shouldn't mm -hmm. be doing, working against God's church, you know? And, and, and it, it really got me. It really got me mm -hmm. for a, a little while. Not long, though, because I've learned. And it's like, no, no. Mm -hmm. I release them, Father, in Jesus' name. I forgive them. You deal with them. They're putting their hand on your church. Mm -hmm. You be the one to deal Amen. with them. I'm not going to do it. It's amazing. You get up, you're free, and you go on. Mm -hmm. They're not stopping you. They're not mm -hmm. stopping you. But see, you know, you see people that get divorces and go through ugly divorces, really. And they're bitter and they hold on, mm -hmm. and they think they're hurting the spouse that is no longer with them, the ex-spouse. No, you're not hurting them. They're yeah. going on. <laughs> I heard this story. <laughs> this is so funny. I heard this story about um, a man and a wife, and they've been married really for a good while, but they got in this little spat, and you know, the husband said, well, bless God, I'm not going to be the one to say, I'm sorry, forgive me. <laughs> You know, and so he, he left for a few days and, and he could just imagine, you know, his wife was probably just wringing her hands, crying and, you know, just having such a hard time with this. And so one night he drove by his house, just, I'm just going to see if I can see anything. Drove by his house, there his wife was, the draperies were open and she was watching TV and eating a big thing of ice cream. <laughs> and so he said, okay, I see right there. It's not working. I'm going to get it right. <laughs> so see, we, we think we're, we're getting over on someone else. No, they're eating ice cream. You might as well, you might as well uh, forgive and get you some ice cream, right? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. All right. So... The confession of sin will 
close the door on the advantage that the devil has on our life. And we need to understand that. That's so important. The day we live in, people, uh, I mean, sin is like a lifestyle. Nobody even thinks anything about it, even some Christians. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I just don't think that way. I think mm-hmm. the Bible is true, and I think that we live holy, righteous lives as much as we can. We're not perfect. We mess up. But you don't live a lifestyle, habitual lifestyle of sin, to me, indicates mm-hmm. that you don't know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Habitual lifestyle of sin. If you read First John over in there, you'll, you know, you'll begin to see that. Amen? Amen. All right. So our first uh, biblical healing point tonight is that the enemy still kills and destroys, but God gives us that abundant life where health, healing, and wholeness can mm-hmm. take place. And then the second thing I want to talk to you about tonight is how um, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And again, we see that this oppression mm-hmm. of sickness and disease comes from the enemy. Mm-hmm. And Jesus came on the scene, and everywhere he went, he dealt with the sickness and the mm-hmm. disease that people had in their life. And they, they, they wanted to cling to him. They wanted to come to him, and he took care of of all the issues that they were facing. And there, there were many, many people. You know, I'm just reminded, um, you know, on the road to Jericho, and um, Jesus uh, was on that road, and there was a blind man, Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus. Mm-hmm. You know, we learn about that in Sunday school when we're children. But it's such a powerful mm-hmm. story, Carly. It is. And um, he heard that Jesus was coming. Well, see, he had to hear something prior to that. He had to hear all the people that Jesus had cleansed the leper, that he has mm-hmm. raised the dead, that he had taken uh, care of people, delivered them from the powers of darkness. And he had heard all that. And so when he was there on that road that day when Jesus came, he just started yelling. You know, when you really want something from the Lord, you don't care. You don't care who doesn't like what you're doing. Jesus' disciples didn't like Mm -hmm. it. Hold it down, hold it down. And the Bible said he cried louder, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. I've cried that before. Have mercy on me, Lord. Have mercy on me. And he cried out so loud that he got Jesus' attention. It's so interesting about Bartimaeus being blind. He, it says he's the son of Timaeus. And I looked that up, and it means blind man. I don't know if that means his father was blind and he was blind. In other words, it was passed on. It could be that. I don't know. I can't say for certainty. But this Bartimaeus, he had this special coat, Carly. Mm -hmm. And this coat was given to him, I'm sure, by the religious Mm -hmm. uh, leadership to signify he was actually blind. And because of that, he could probably beg and Mm -hmm. receive alms and, you know, uh, to help him 
with his needs. Now, isn't that interesting? I think about that today. We have people, you know, around on corners begging for money instead of going to work, you know, look like healthy people. You don't know that, but I, I have read things that they take advantage of people. They're begging and they don't need it. But see, I'm sure it happened in that day too. So they gave you this coat or mantle that you would mm -hmm. put on. And so he was wearing that. And when he heard Jesus coming and he, he was yelling as loud as he Jesus, Jesus, have mercy upon me. I'm blind. I can't see. Mm -hmm. I, I need you to heal me, Jesus. I've heard you have healed all these other people and the great things that mm -hmm. you've done for them. I've heard it, and I want you to do it for me, Jesus. And he had faith, and he reached out, and he threw off that coat. I'm not identifying mm -hmm. with that anymore. I'm not identifying with it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came and healed him, and the Bible said, go, your faith has made you whole. See, he believed. Mm -hmm. We've got to believe uh, for healing. We've got to believe what we read in the Bible, and not just that it's for someone else, mm -hmm. but it's for us. Yes. He Say that. Say, healing is for me. Healing is for me. Healing is for me. Healing is for me. And you must believe that. And we've already seen. The devil is the one that steals, kills, and destroys. God, through Jesus Christ, gives abundant life. And then here we see that Jesus went about doing good things. What are good things? Healing is good. I, I've actually heard people say this before, and I want you to listen to me here. Well, I, I've got this sickness for the glory of God. That's not scriptural. If you want to glorify God, blind Bartimaeus glorified God. He got healed, and he believed God, and he received deliverance from blindness. You're not, if, if, the, if the religious world puts that on you, you throw it off like mm -hmm. he threw off that coat. Mm -hmm. Don't accept it and don't receive it. Thanks for listening to The Power of the Word with Pastor Nora King. For additional resources or to contact us, go to poweroftheword.com.